Shop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Jenny McDevitt. Yeah, I kind of hit it this week, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I can't actually hear anything that's going on apart from the stuff I add. Guys, welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night talk show for some reason. My name is John. I'm here to misinform uh, hopefully entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. It's a task so massive, I cannot do it alone. I refuse to even. Uh, so let's meet the team who helped me every week. Uh, first up, he's got a true bill of friendship, and he's advised me to state that he brings a wealth of tabletop knowledge and experience to the table. It's Danny McDevitt, uh, MD. I don't know what the hell to call you. Esquire, John. Esquire. Esquire. Oh, okay, well, soon cool. anyway. Yeah. Yes, you you will be uh, an early two thousands men's magazine. Um, Perfect. <laughs> everything I wanted. Uh, also joining us tonight, uh, he's the man behind the curtain, the guy who's responsible for everything you see that isn't us talking. Is the master of the digital shorts, Dicky. Good day. Now the owner of a luxurious above ground pool. Yeah, that thing's awesome. <laughs> like and joining us. I'm sorry, did you say five hours? 35 hours. 35 hours. Yeah. It was a long time. Canada, water is socialist. It just takes longer to fill. It is. Because yeah. everyone gets to use it. That's true. <laughs> you would have filled it quicker, but the neighbors kept coming and grabbing cups for it. <laughs> and then uh, he's not going to say no. That's rude as hell. That and is he's, so he's rude. Canadian, I would say, yeah, man. So. Yeah, sure, bud. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead eh? Can I yeah. borrow a cup of water, neighbor? Uh, and then joining us today, we have a very special, very loosely Warhammer-related discussion. Uh, right now, uh, you might have seen on the news, there's a massive uh, multiple strikes in Hollywood in the entertainment business. And seeing as, uh, and I'm sure he's going to tell us how very far along all of the Warhammer projects are. They're like almost in the can. Uh, we have uh, Nick here to help us with this amazing task. Welcome, Nick. Hi, Bobby. You're enough. Uh, Danny and I, by the way, all of us here actually uh, saw Barbie over the weekend. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, please just stop watching us now and go see it. It's, it's quite amazing. Anyway, uh, we have a full slate for you guys tonight as we find out what we've been up to in the last week in our patented State of Play segment. We're going to talk about the State of Hollywood mid-strike. And we're going to play some eBay prices redacted. And we're going to go around the net and then finally end up in some fan fiction bingo. But let's stick up. Uh, let's stick up. Let's start even uh, with our new sped up, not overly long state of play bumper. I'm a dicky. I thought you said sped it up. It was so much faster than it was. So zero point five seconds. That, that was a fifteen second bumper before you guys. Like so, now that we've really kind of trimmed it down to a tight, like. Five seconds. It feels a lot better, even though it I, still feels. I fun. made. I was even more lazy with trimming that. I just sped the video up by a hundred and fifty percent. Which means our amazing big band comedy music that we have it just sounds like chipmunks, and that's that's an even better thing that I want to explore. Uh, but welcome to the part of the show we call State of Play, where we recap the high points and the lows of what we've been up to in the last week. And as always, we want our viewer warn our viewers that. Uh, there are actually going to be discussions of the actual game of Warhammer coming up, possibly, maybe. Who knows? Uh, you know, we are a polite household, and we're going to start with our guest. Uh, okay. So, Nick, uh, what have you been up to in the last week uh, related to Warhammer or any other confidential information? 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, well, uh, Warhammer-wise, um, so I've played Elder for quite a long time. So 10th edition, very good so far. Uh, I've, <laughs> lost, I've lost one game against Knights when they went first. It's uh, to the point where I'm going to start playing my Chaos Space Marines. It's been, um, it's like 115 games I'm getting in now. So not... <laughs> Not the most enjoyable, but I did. Actually, I went onto the Grim Discord and I asked the opinion of a while back of how to reshape resin. And all of you told me a heat gun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was able to oh. make a Yeah, it was a lot more um, wonky <laughs> before I put the heat gun on yeah. it. But yeah, and I uh, I expressed the opinion. And I trusted the Grim, the Grim listeners' opinions the, the most and they all told me to sharp. You know, that looks straight and stiff yeah. um, without n- losing its pliability. And I exactly. think that's a really important product in any kind of D weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really important. You want your Ds to shoot true. I, I, am, true. I appreciate the really subtle double entendres there. I also appreciate the shilling of the Grim Discord, which you can join uh, by becoming a member of our YouTube channel here. Uh, there's a button on the screen somewhere. Uh, if you don't know where it is, you can also super chat us, and I'll tell you where it is. Um but uh yeah, heat gun is fantastic. I've assembled my fire raptor. Um I slowly went insane until I went and bought a heat gun. And I think I sat and assembled that thing over a weekend with a heat gun and then a uh a pot of cold water. So I had heat bend, throw it in, heat bend, throw it in. So uh I think I sold it to Taylor. Uh Taylor, sorry, Queen, that's gonna snap on you in an instant because there's so much just taut energy in there. <laughs> Danny, what you been up to? Uh, I don't know what you just said <laughs> or understood a single word of that, but okay. That is why uh, our viewership is so low. It's true. It's <laughs> yeah. one It's one of many reasons, John. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So on Saturday, I went to a build and paint a battle force uh, or, or combat patrol uh, day. Um, but uh, I didn't quite get finished. I built and primed and got basing done on the Eldar uh, uh, combat patrol box. So Wraith Lord, 10 Guardians, 6 jet bikes, and a Farseer. So, yeah. so I then done. left my wife at home alone while I mm-hmm. went to the store to pick you up so then we could both go see Barbie together we did. Uh, without our respective spouses. Yep. And I did also, I, I quoted Brie Larson from the latest Fast and the Furious movie when I could pick mm-hmm. you up as well, which was also very appreciated. Wait, Brie Larson was in the Fast and the Furious movie? Yeah, she was Mr. Nobody's daughter. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember now. When okay. I picked Danny up, I was like, hey, I'm here to come get you. And he's like, oh, okay. And he was like, Dom said you wouldn't trust me unless you saw this. And I opened my hand. It's true. Um, and I had a a prop replica oh, of the yeah. terrible necklace uh, that Dominic Toretto wears in the Fast and the Furious movie. And he's, he's, literally it right now. Off he's literally he's so mad about the fact that I told people <laughs> that he has that necklace. Uh, that, <laughs> Maybe he's gone to put like a, a vest on Don Toretto. <laughs> he's going to put on the ball cap. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, see, oh, now he's ready to go. Yeah, see, yeah, there it is. Boys, I'm ready. So that's that's how I showed up to to greet him. Was with was the gift. The nice about- thing is it breaks in the middle too, so like it's easier to kiss because the chain is not long enough for my fat neck, so it works out really well. <laughs> it's also not long enough for Vin Diesel's very muscular, uh, uh, brooding neck. Do you think? Um, yeah, definitely not a fat neck on Vin Diesel either. Do you think definitely. you've got a bigger neck than Vin Diesel? Or it's true. Side? I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
downvoting people that I can know the raw power of family. Yeah, and I put so much raw power of family into that uh, replica necklace that was $9 on Amazon uh, that I didn't actually do any hobbying this week at all. That was perfect. Huh. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's great. That's all we got, guys. Uh, stay to play. Uh, short to the point uh, is not very helpful, most, much like everybody's hobby progress segments. Uh, so I guess let's move on uh, to, to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, and what I want to call... 40KMZ. I didn't have a big cup, though, so I couldn't keep the joke going. I know this is a very 2006, 2007 joke, um, but still, uh, yeah. So, Nick, you are here. Uh, we, we are coming from a place the last year where popularity of Warhammer has exploded in the mainstream. We have Henry Cavill, who's uh, slowly losing all of his franchises, either from the, the Witcher or from Superman or other things, to focus on this Warhammer thing, which is absolutely 100% official. Um, and then right now we're right in the middle of a slightly small strike that's affecting our entertainment, our entertainment industry. Yeah, so where would you like me to start with all this? So last time I was on, I think I expressed some skepticism about whether this project would happen, but I think I said it should happen, right? I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it should, but I think, uh, like you were saying kind of in the green room before we started, you had a really good kind of metaphor to kind of explain where they're at in the process of this Warhammer TV show. Yes, so um, basically they announced the agreement in principle, um, which is, you know, I've never ever seen ever a announcement of an agreement in principle in television project. You just, if you would type in agreement in principle on TV, this will probably be the only one you'll find. You just don't do this. Basically, <laughs> it's, um, because it means essentially nothing, right? It means that you kind of want to do something. And as I was saying to you guys earlier, um, so earlier this year, um, MTV approached me to come up with some ideas for some unscripted shows. And in the backstage of LVO streaming, I told you about this. And then we started throwing around ideas. And I said, okay, cool, I'll pitch this. And if anything goes forward, I'll make sure to loop you in. That's the agreement in principle. Mm -hmm. That's as much as um, Warhammer, Amazon, and Cavill have at, at the moment. You know, I'm sure there's is writing rather than just throwing around over a few beers while watching Val get stressed. But um, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's my favorite Las Vegas hobby. Yeah, I know. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, as an aside, um, the MTV exec did really like our idea, which uh, yeah. was called One Hit or Quit, which uh, was about one hit wonders choosing which person to date. I forget. It was. It was. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. we, we ripped off the, the, the hit late 90s TV show Singled Out. Yes. But replaced the person in the center uh, with the singer of a one-hit wonder from the 90s. And then and, he had uh, to choose from the, the people in the audience to date. And so it was, yeah, I mean, it was a really solid idea. And I think I've got the, I've just looked up the response from the MTV exec was a uh, fun idea. We'd need music to be the through line within the format. If you were, if you were to take the one-hit wonder artist out of it, there's really nothing else tied into music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they talk there. some more about other things which i can't go into um but anyway that was the gist of it which i quite like yeah but uh yeah but, but to my point that our agreement in principle which still stands by the way as we we haven't ever um, we got to shop that around we got to well, shop that around shop. 
shop any of our ideas. Uh, we had yeah. a couple. But yeah, that's where we are with um, the Warhammer show starring Henry Cavill. It does yeah. not exist. Before this writer's strike and all the things that happened, we're at the point where Cavill and Amazon and, and someone else sat around the table having a few beers and like, man, it'd be super cool if we could make a Warhammer show. Yeah. And Amazon was like, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then, okay. And what I would say is that the fact that there's never I've never seen an announcement like that also shows you know how big probably they think warhammer could be like uh, yeah or how rabid the fans are right either either is good that's true um i think that's a really you know as we said before it would be it would do well it'd do really well amazon know that um i think that beyond this before the strike you were still looking at it being four four or five years off we're now i don't know like as quick as it could go um they hadn't even announced a writer i don't know any of that status um and i think as quick as it could go if they had a writer ready to go so um the showrunner ready to go writer ready to go all locked in which they haven't mm -hmm. but just said it did strike is i don't know maybe it gets most likely it's going to be a lot longer than it just say it all got wrapped up next week we're still three four years away from the show even in the best case scenario um and i think you know as part of why people are striking this there's a lot of i mean we're at this amazing kind of like um tides of both economic social technological forces um but it all boils down to everyone's tightening their budgets not sharing revenue and people want to get paid fairly for their work and they didn't feel they are um and our amazon are tightening their belts and a lot of stuff mm -hmm. I really want the Warhammer TV show from Amazon to be similar to the Lord of the Rings TV show through Amazon, where I want Amazon to have the rights to like 5% of the universe. So they they can only make a TV show uh, about Warhammer that is like directly related to the Nemesis novel from the Horus Heresy series, because that's the only right that they bought. That would kind of be amazing. <laughs> like, but imagine, can... if it was, imagine if it was amazing, though. Like, like, well, they can't mention anything outside that book. No. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Well, there's stuff to the east. Don't worry about it. Stuff <laughs> and things. It would be so good. But yeah, um, I am, you know, I really, like, I would love to, love to see this show. I'd be like, watch it day one. Uh, and you know, I think Cavill is, as you said, he needs a new franchise, right? I rewatched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout the other week. He's so good in it. He's so good, and because he reloads his muscles. Exactly, exactly. Um, just, I just really liked the bit where they're, you know, when they're dueling the helicopters at the end. He <laughs> just sits so calmly in the helicopter while all this stuff is going on. And I was like, that's, you know, didn't appreciate that when I first saw it. Just. Uh, just the his dedication to not giving a shit while everything's going crazy. Truly, the mark of a great star. Keeping uh, you up, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are the primary reasons or issues that led to this strike so far? Because we have writer striking, we have actors striking. Striking. Mm -hmm. You kind of touched on it a little bit. What are the primary issues uh, that they're pulling forward? So, um, again, as I said, there's so many different issues, and I think this is just the first time that a very, very rich corporation, rich people have come up against a dedicated organized uh, labor union, uh, which has 
you know, essentially it's an existential for them. It's not for the studios and networks. But what it comes down to is uh, we had a very, very successful model of TV, which was very profitable for mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, someone's described it as almost um, business communism because the um, you had your cable package and you paid for all of that and pretty much it was divided all the way down. So everyone would get money uh, from the studios, the networks, um, the TV, you know, the program makers, and then you'd get what these things are called residuals. Um, it's what basically keeps all the Friends cast going forever. They're going to earn millions every year from their it friends. It keeps Matthew Perry and, and whatever Absolutely. substance he wants exactly. to use. Uh, then streaming came along, and um, the uh, essentially they bought into the hype that, oh, no, this business we had is just no, just to get rid of that, and let's chase essentially, you know, again, all my opinions, this is uh, a tech fantasy, right? It's um, streaming is, you know, Netflix are profitable. That's it. The other streamers are losing what they've announced. And they haven't even, this is all the stuff they haven't announced. They've lost 18 billion since since 2020. And then suddenly that became, um, you lost all your residuals and you lost all the way of making money in the career. So that's what it boils down to is the writers and the actors want a fair slice of the pie. They're not asking for loads. Um, you know, and they are um, just, and also, again, we, we can talk about it later. They want to stop the fact that AI is probably going to take all of this business away from them. Um, so, in, yeah. yeah, you were saying that uh, AI, uh, it's a, a fantastic tool when used kind of uh, as such. Like we've used it here, like frequently in the show for either the voice cloning we've done with Pete uh, to kind of rid- writing ridiculous fan fiction. Yeah. Um, but what kind of things are coming? Are we seeing in, in the entertainment world through AI? Um, again, this is all anecdotal, and uh, people have listed off the record. Um, essentially, a lot of actors pretty much make their living through voice work, and now all mm. that voice work is uh, AI now. Like you know, reading audio books, reading this and that. It's all going to be like I said. Like we've got our fake fake Falcon, right? Um, imagine putting serious budget behind. Well, not even serious budget. Some budget behind something like that. <laughs> Um, six dollars a month behind exactly, it. That exactly. Imagine putting $60 <laughs> a month behind it. But um, you know, so they're all out, they're all out of work. Um, you know, I um a lot of what um I do in development, you know what? People can you can probably say like, oh, we could like give parameters for what you want the show to be and, and develop up some stuff, some ideas, things like this. Um probably be better to be honest, but you know, it's uh but you know it's but it's one of those things where um it's you know it is we're gonna see this across again without getting onto my political soapbox, we're gonna see this across all industries and all all um levels of, of life and professional life. You know, it's um the and that's why I said this is why it's super interesting to see how this shakes out. Danny, it's come across your future profession. I know it's come across mine, AI. What's your take on the, the AI overlords coming in and taking all the fun jobs? I mean, there's always going to be jobs. I, I'm I'm not super worried about it. Um, people look at automation like an extremely scary thing, but I think that a lot of times it ends up being a refocusing, like, uh, uh, like a refocusing piece. So, like, when people... When people get automated out of work, people find other things to do. A lot of times, it's not like they just leave the workforce. So, um, I'm not. I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly not that worried about it. Maybe when the bar can like 
or maybe when the AI can like pass the bar, um, like that'll be something. Or when like it can write uh, like motions and stuff like that without it just getting thrown out of court because it makes up cases and shit. So, so what what you're saying in more of a, a Warhammer perspective is you could say that GW has uh, automated the process of winning in I'm Warhammer. Sorry, are we talking about films, Games Workshop, or AI? Which yes, which of all of it. All of it. All at once. All of it. But Sorry. what GW has done is they've automated the process of winning in 10th edition Warhammer through the AI use of Eldari. Um, <laughs> where if you use the first letter and the last letter of their name, those shorten to AI, therefore connecting my two oh. points. I like it. I like it. I would... Um, <laughs> Give me a close-up like on Danny it. right now. He is no, not amused. I don't like it. I would say, like... <laughs> <laughs> one of the, I mean, look, AI, the actors, it really is important them because obviously they don't want to be, you know, their likeness just taken forever um, and then used however. Um, but I would also say another big reason for the strikes, and again, I am very much on the um, striker's side here, so that, bear that in mind. Uh, I would say that for people like myself and, I, you know, yourself, uh, anyone who has, you know, a creative ambitions uh at the end of the day our end product is shows tv this weekly show right you know and the studios and the networks used to be that way and now unfortunately their end product in their head is their share price and there is just no um there's no how do you you know how do you kind of conflate the two i do like i mentioned to you earlier danny i do there's a quote from an unnamed studio exec and this is why he uh tries to kind of you know justify this and he says uh we are publicly traded companies our primary obligation is to our shareholders and investors in fact we're legally obligated to make decisions that are in the best interest of those parties yep. so if there is a hole in the contract that can be exploited to our benefit it will likely happen not because any of us are evil but because that is the nature of con contract law. Yeah, I mean, with corp with corporate law, like uh, like as agents of that particular organization, their their duty is they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders and so and, and to the to the company and not to the people that work there. So, like, that's one thing you always have to remember about anything corporate. Really, I would say. Sure, I guess my rebuttal to that is even if it's killing the entire industry. <laughs> I, oh, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. Um, like it was a values judgment. I, of course, don't agree with that. I think that's really bad for the. Can industry. you give me a legally um, definitive judgment, please, Dan? <laughs> no, I won't. You can't make me. You told me it was okay to run someone over the other day. Well, that depends. <laughs> <laughs> quality uh, i have two things to say to your rebuttal danny uh one you said duty like a whole bunch yeah and so i found that nice. incredibly amusing <laughs> yeah. and two uh thank you thank you uh i mean i can bring this round though to gw because you're seeing it a lot um with gw's you know removing the writers names from all the rules you know it's now the warhammer design studio rather than rules writers um, you know, they, in a lot of ways, act towards more towards their shareholders than perhaps the players and um, the whoever else, you know, the creators involved in that. So it's, you know, you can see a lot of the um, same issues 
are present in you know wargaming as in the entertainment industry. One and the same, I might even argue. Do you feel, Nick, that that's because people, because Games Workshop is trying to uh, move in this direction, or do you feel like it's because numerous former writers of Games Workshop games have made their living based on their name recognition from Games Workshop, like Thomas Piernan, like Andy Chambers, like uh, like Gav Thorpe, like the, like these guys have name recognition because they worked at Games and Workshop. Even beyond the writers, you have. Do you think they're your... trying to talk like? talent hemorrhaging yeah and like beyond the writers as well you had duncan rhodes you have louise sugden you have even rob symes that went out through there oh i wouldn't count him as a gw employee anymore (laughs) well um i would say i mean i think it is in their long-term benefits to celebrate all this talent like you know you should be being like this is amazing. It's like, um, you know, university alumni, right? <laughs> you should be like, look at me. We are the talent house. Come here and, you know, and maybe, I don't know, I don't, I just don't see the understanding, and I do agree with Rob Symes on this, where you should you should credit your artists. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's one of the reasons, again, which I am, again, working in unscripted and development, we basically I don't get shit, you know? It's a bit like, and that's what I'm really hoping the writers succeed in this because then they you know i essentially work in a a gig economy where i get hired and paid and then told to fuck off right and then um you know and it's a bit like um and i you should benefit from the success of your work and you know we were saying earlier um so i again (laughs) i i developed a show for a streamer it wasn't a massive hit but it was successful enough um Mm -hmm. it's on there uh, so you can maybe hear my dog going crazy upstairs, but um, and his thing to be make multi millions off this show, but all I got was like a couple of thousand dollars, and then it, it was on my way, and my name's not on it, and I don't see any like any piece of that success. I mean, I shouldn't be, you know, I, I shouldn't be worrying about my savings on a monthly basis. I should be like, but that I remember that cool show I spent ages working on. That's nice. It paid for the roof repair or whatever. True. Wonderful. Well, Hollywood sucks. Uh, it does, yes. <laughs> yes. But it's brilliant. And this is the thing where everyone gets so <laughs> up in arms about it because we're, it's, at the end of the day, we're all storytellers, right? Everyone who sits, mm-hmm. everyone who well, sits, stands, what looks at each other across a 40k table, you're telling a story, whether it's the story of a game, the story of the law, we're telling stories here. And that's why it matters so much. And that's why it, people should really care and really be on the side of the writers and these actors. Oh, yeah. What I want to jump into real quick before we jump into our game here, I want to focus on something. Obviously, GW breaks all of their big news on Mondays after I write the show on a Sunday. Uh, but today, GW announced that several Space Marine kits were being put uh, out to pasture. Uh, the land speeder was being put behind the barn like old Yaller. Uh, the the Space Marine scouts were going away. Guys, what's your take? Uh, I, I have a very, um, I would say, no, not, not troubling take but i have a very strong take on this what are your guys thoughts on uh the sheer depth of space marine models going away uh great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean they could use less units to be honest um like they're really old and it would be cool to see maybe some new scouts um or just make everything primaris that would also be fine yeah, yeah. thank you 
They, um, they had a good run. <laughs> like, I get it, you know, and I get, you know, there's no, no you know, from like decrying GW and now actually going to defend them, um, is there's, there's no way they could win this, you know, apart from, I guess, go back in time, not call Primaris Primaris and just say they're just Marines now. Yeah, Which now, now that you've said that, the one intern who has to watch the show at GW is like, damn it, we should have done that. <laughs> invented a time machine. <laughs> um, but I will say, my, my opinion on this, there's a lot of rage, a lot of people saying my army's invalidated, all this other stuff. Uh, in GW's defense, and call me a pandering shill all you want, they haven't actually produced a new uh, regular Space Marine non primaris kit in about eight years. Because uh, I was talking to Pete about it, uh, the Falcon about this, where the, I think the last kit that was released that was a baby Marine was the Assault Marines. Right. Um, and for that kit, I remember it because if you are a long follower of Danny and I in our, um, in our audio adventures, uh, we talked about the Assault Intercessor in Mob Rules number three, or the Assault Marine, uh, and that's how old that kit is. Um, so yeah, it's it's coming. You knew, You guys knew it was coming. About uh, terminators, be, John. They they were embiggened. They're primary. That okay. the fluff but says they, they can be either. Uh, well, yeah, but that but if they're either, then they're both firstborn and primaris. So it, this is not a this isn't like a Pavlov's box sort or a style <laughs> or no Pavlov's box. This is not like a. The, 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 it's both a primaris, not a primaris, and that's why I love that terminator kit so much. No matter, and again, guys. We put out a short because we made fun of someone who put a picture of the Terminator skeleton up. Uh, based on the 300 people who have commented so far, we didn't draw the skeleton. We're making fun of it. Please stop commenting that we don't know anatomy. Uh, we literally <laughs> we have nothing to do it's with that. It's important that you know that we don't know anatomy so, either. We also so, didn't draw it, but yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't think to do that. But it's our most responded to, most watched short. Uh, and it's the one I think we put the least effort in. And Perfect. we're being, yeah. That's you never know when you're gonna get a hit. But um just an aside, I would like to agree with um Crip Shadow. You are a shill ever since you got onto the paint page. <laughs> and I was a shill long before that. <laughs> yeah. Long before that. You know how much money you have to pay GW to not have like a painted rim on their page? <laughs> a lot. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, we're going to move away from that there, away from the baby Marines, back to an old favorite. I don't know, Dickie, maybe next week you can do like a whose grunt is it anyway, but now it's time for an old I friend. I cried to laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> the best comment is like, they all sound like Joe from All Games Live sitting down. <laughs> Funny story about that. Uh, uh, time for uh, Prices Redacted. Yeah, I get a fancy bumper now too. How would you like that? I got me a CapCut subscription. That was nice. It's fancy. Wow. Uh, anyway, prepare to be demonetized stream as we use this very real and official uh, music that we have. Um, as many of you know, uh, I spend a lot of my time. I'm sorry, what? It's too many seconds. Turn it off. Well, you got to talk over it. it just talk, just talk over it. Just talk over it. It's fine. You know, John, because I won all of the proceeds for monetization this month, you're doing this on purpose. I know that you are. <laughs> it's not the whole month. It was the week that you That's won. And in that week, it was 37 cents. 
job, buddy. Maybe we should strike too. You know what? Do I have to like go back, uh, find the stream, and like say where you said that? Like, because I'll yeah. do it. I've got okay. all the time in the world. I will simply that. make all of the streams from last month private. Remember the YouTube log on. I dare you. <laughs> Good thing I also have admin access. Damn it. Uh, anyway, and we're going. For... Now you don't. <laughs> Well, we're at least going for a special themed edition of eBay Prices Redacted. As you guys know, I trowel the internet for just the worst possible things I can find. And I found a whole bunch of articles this week about the worst models that Games Workshop has ever produced. And that is going to be our kind of our guiding light today is we're going to look at the what there will say spiky bits as is the worst models ever produced by Games Workshop. We're going to talk about those models a little bit. And then I found them sold on eBay. Uh, and then we're going to see if we can guess how much those terrible models were sold for. Uh, Danny, Nick, before we begin, do you guys want to make any guesses about which five models I chose for this? Um, the orangutan. What was it called? Oh, the, the librarian. Uh, the Chikaro weaponsmith. Mm -hmm. okay. I will say, uh, just to please Danny, Three of these are from Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, I'm out of here then. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about because John's taste in miniatures is terrible. So, <laughs> so this is a subjective worst, not objective worst. Yeah. No, no, Plus, this is. I also a... got these from Spiky Bits, so that just makes uh, it like. I got yeah, the idea. Actually, I'm going to have to move over the microphones here a second. There we go. I got the idea for the bit Which from one? Reddit from this slide here where the guy posted this miniature and said, what is the worst modern 40K model to you? Uh, which is next slide, Dickie. Oh, oh, oh. Love, love you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, and he posted this librarian um, who looks like he's just been kicked in the balls, to be fair. Does he? He, he kind of, I don't know. He looks like he's uh, or he looks like uh, uh, the guy from the IT crowd who played the boss he's, in the later seasons. He's gonna Matt he's Barry. yelling because he's about to incinerate you in psychic fire. Oh yeah. So not not a bad model is what you guys are saying. Fine. I, I don't, I don't, he's I think he's fine. Yeah. I like him. Well, perfect. Well, my personal choice of terrible model uh, was uh, this guy here. I didn't find him on eBay. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Danny. For the, for the benefit of the audio <laughs> listener, which is what me. are we looking at here? Yeah, uh, John, we're looking at uh, Nork Dead Dog. Um, first of all, I'd like to point out, dude's packing. The famous Ogren bodyguard. It looks like they've just. Wait, wait I like, think I'm in Dickie's computer for this. Let's find out if he's packing. Oh, I am. I'm oh, big <laughs> they gave him too much power. <laughs> you see, they highlighted the tip. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the tip. Just nice. the tip. Anyway, like he's uh, covered in like just little shitty pieces of green stuff that they've made into armor. I think it's yeah. supposed to be like tank tracks. Um, but yeah, his head looks terrible, and he's got a hat on his shoulder. I think that's from the commissar that died. Based on a story, I, I don't know. He's a terrible model. He's but why so is he old. looking up? Why is he like? What is he looking at? He's looking <laughs> at you, the player. He's like, "Why did you make me? <laughs> why am I here?" He looks a little bit like Eugene Levy. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go there. That. Yeah. Beautiful. It's uh, short hair and the beetle brow. Yeah, you got it. 
Lil Ogren Fist there. Um, I forgot how terrible this model was, uh, but he is a really bad one. My favorite is the big lip and the two giant teeth. Yeah. Uh, for no reason at all, because I don't think any of the other Ogrens had teeth like that. But it's a beautiful guy. Yeah. The Ogres in Fantasy did, kind of. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, look speaking... At look at Golfags. I'm not Googling that in this computer right now. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse the song's me? not going to demonetize us. It's going to be Danny's hate speech. Okay. Um, What's so the new? Fir the first one we pulled up here, it's a classic. It's from my old buddy's Wood Elf Army. It's Ariel, Mage Queen of Lauren. Uh, I have that model. Danny, tell us, describe this model. Again, for the benefit of Nick, who usually only listens. Yeah, sorry. Thanks, thanks, Nick. Um, so what we have here is we have Ariel. Uh, she's kind of like a fairy queen of Wood Elves. She's actually a fairly large model. She's on a 50 millimeter square base. Um, her large pewter butterfly wings, which, I mean, me just saying that, that tells you how poor the <laughs> like the sculpting is on those. They're thick. Thicker than a snicker on those on those wings. Um, and she's got uh, like really big early 90s hair and uh, her staff, which looks like a rock that a stick has grown over. That's sharp. Um, yeah. One of the uh, most powerful beings in Warhammer Fantasy, by the way, guys. True. So true. Nick, so. Nick, what, what are you seeing here? Again, you said you're not super into the Warhammer Fantasy. Um, like I don't know how moth. familiar you are with Ariel. Yeah, she's a big moth. Big moth. I do like uh, now that you pointed it out, Danny, that her hair is actually the, the the shape like a butterfly as well. Yep. Will you be able to play her in the old world? I'm going to. Yes. I don't care if she has rules or not. I'm just gonna. Okay. I like. I'll it. stick her in my units if I have to. So oh, if I don't know. have already have a an old Warhammer Fantasy army, I'm gonna have to get one. Nah. Yeah. True. Uh, Nick. Uh, other Nick is asking in chat here a very uh, entertainment-related question. Uh, was this the aerial everyone on the internet was upset about <laughs> earlier this summer? Um, no, because this one is uh, okay with the white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> she has they the right do love them. their butterflies. Um, and then Crip Shadow, what, John doesn't have your moan on his soundbar below? Uh, buddy... I still have all those moans loaded. Don't you worry. Oh. Uh, I even have. Um, Was that Dicky? No. no. Well, Sounds that would like be telling for next week. Sounds next week's like competition is going to be uh, a 40k stream grown or just Dicky. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but okay, so we have Ariel, uh, Mage Queen of Lauren, a very powerful character in, in some editions of fantasy, I would assume. <laughs> Looks like a giant moth, has hair like a moth, has a weird pokey stick with a bit of coal at the end. Uh, Nick, how much would you pay for this miniature in U.S. dollars without okay. shipping? Just straight out. How much would I pay or how much are they asking for? That's this was how much it was sold for. Oh, interesting. Uh, $65. Okay. I'm going to go with $50. $50. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, uh, for that one, Danny is right. Uh, it actually sold for $57. Oh, uh, we split the difference, man. Yeah. One would think uh, because it was actually uh, a new in box, shrink-wrapped. Shrink-wrapped? Wow. Shrink-wrapped. I like it. 
That thing cost at least twenty dollars retail when it came out. Yeah. Uh, and it, it did get sent from Hong Kong uh, with a price of twenty dollars shipping. Wow. Yeah. That seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely legit. Uh, Danny, uh, there's a couple of terrible models that you hate coming up here. I know this for a yeah. fact. As soon as these come on screen, please describe them for the audio listener. Oh. So these are uh, the original 5th uh, edition fantasy witch. Actually, they might even be 4th edition fantasy witch elves. Um, they have these horrible hooked swords and these, they're very thick models again. Um, with a lot thick of swords this and week. thick hair. Yep. Well, you know, they didn't quite have the molding down like they do now, John. So we don't get the dynamic miniatures. We just get these lumps of shit. It's fair. Uh Nick, what are you seeing here with these two beautiful uh, witches? Yeah, witches, dark elder witches. Like, just looks like it's that classic kind of like I guess mid nineties design. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, you know, I've got such a soft spot for this kind of era design though, because it was when I was getting into Warhammer as a kid. So I can't hate it. A bunch of my elder and dark elder miniatures look as shit as this. <laughs> I will say, well, this is just the picture I found of Witch House. This isn't actually That's the Witch fair. House. I'm pretty sure these were at least the same year Warp Spiders were, Nick. So, like, uh, you know. I, still, <laughs> I, I still run my unit of five. They were scoring loads of points for me the other day. And uh, someone like those. I mean, Damn, Nick, you know. you're winning with Eldar in 10th edition? <laughs> it's crazy. What? I've, really, I've dug deep, really learned. <laughs> um, again, as an aside, it's I've never, ever had such a, um easy go of it. It's like point and click and then run the walk spiders where they need to get something. Um, as, as Anthony Birdsong once said, they form fit to your muscular body. <laughs> yes. Guys, when you stream, you're on the internet forever. Please remember that. <laughs> Danny and I barely do. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I do say I remember when I would go into the game store, like in the mid-90s, I had my little plastic Bretonian army and I was a poor child. So like, the plastic Bretonian knights, the plastic Bretonian archers, and then people would come with these like dark elf or dark elf armies. There were all these cool metal models. I'm like, oh, I want to play those. And you look at the wall, you be like, I don't have eight thousand um, dollars. Yeah, one wraith card costs like ten pounds. I guess yeah. back yeah. in the mid nineties, what's that? In probably like I don't know, sixty bucks now for like one. It's amazing. But man, they were mostly detailed. Uh, but. <laughs> Winner goes first on this one here, Danny. So, Danny, uh, the Warhammer Dark Elf Witch Elves, uh, two of the metal, new in blister. How much would that go for? Okay, hold on. Are they these pictured models, or are they two models new in blister? They are two models new in blister, those poses. Okay. Um, I'm going to say $20. Okay. I'm going to say $24.75. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Specific. That's yeah, really yeah. specific. Yeah. Did you look this up? No. <laughs> that is, by the way, unfortunately specific, is Danny wins again as these were $24. <laughs> you started saying $24. Like, oh, dang, he got it right on. Ah, oh, 75 cents off. Can't believe it. 75 cents has ruined you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chat's following along here. Sam Lemon is 0 and 1 for, yeah, for sorry, uh, Ariel. If you guys want to sell an Ariel, apparently Sam will buy one for $120. Uh, Crip Shadow oh, wow. is trying to think those are worth $45. Uh, 
so uh, Russian people, Chinese people, uh, contact those people and you can make I've a got some thing. if you want them. Just let yeah, me know. Yeah. I'll hit me up. I've got an Ariel new in box, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of the, the old fantasy world and get to some modern miniatures. Let's get to some games workshop uh, classic Warhammer 40,000 miniatures. Oh, the Patriarch. Uh, the Gene Sealer Patriarch. The original Boyo on the chair. Danny, what are we looking at? Like price-wise for Ennis Wilson? No, no, no. What is... <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. That's why it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the terrain's no good. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, do you like how he's got the he's got like the o thing like he's uh he's making you lose the game every time you look at this model like with his other (laughs) claw in oh yeah banana fingers beautiful i I miss warhammer being this disturbing Yeah. yeah All right, so this guy's going to go for a pretty penny, I think, John. Um, a pretty penny? Yeah, I think he's going to be $60. $60. $60 for this model. Okay. I will say for this one, uh, it's a buy it now price. He had two, and he did sell one. Uh, so the picture wow. I have says last item available, but it was sold at this price. What did you say, Danny? $60. Oh, buy it now, 85 Okay. Feeling about that? How are you feeling? Feeling good? Uh, the winner for this one is Danny going to go three and zero. Oh, probably. Nick going to pull one back to go two and one. Come on, Nick! I'm rooting for you. Nick pulls it back. Two hundred and twenty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Wow! Dude. Wow! People just love their old school patriarch. <laughs> he may not <laughs> have do. looks, but he's got value. He yeah. comes well. He comes with a chair. He comes with like a little buddy who like helps him at the side and stuff. I'm it's shocked. so much more than just a, a model. Yeah, it's an experience, right. really. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a lifestyle. It's Could a, we get one for the show? Scottish <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> no, we well, can't we, get one. We can't get one for the show. Or we haven't had that much uh, monetized oh. yet. Yeah, sorry. Well, like Danny spent it, didn't they? Yeah, Danny. Danny took their thirty-seven <laughs> cents, and that was it. <laughs> oh, purchased by Innes came coming in. Perfect. Yes. Um, I'm sure that will be. Love you, love you, friend. Um let's stay uh in the the 41st millennium, but more in the 1980s region again. Um, as we pull up this next guy, Danny. What is this? Uh, this is an old dreadnought. Um, I believe this is the original Contemptor Dreadnought. It is a uh, looks like a number eight that you've stapled legs and guns to. Yep, yep. like it's a grim, dark Sesame Street character teaching me about counting. It's terrible. I bet he's on a fifty millimeter square base. <laughs> it definitely looks like it. Yeah. Ooh, is that so, round? No, it's square. It might be terrible. Round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Nick, do you have any memories of, of this dreadnought boy here? Just from the old, uh, you know, the black and white Citadel miniatures like catalogs you'd get. Yeah. yeah, I do miss uh, the catalogs. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, again, it's one of those things where surprising amount of the old R range is still current, which is quite good. But um, it's uh, yeah, I used to like love going to my store. I grew up in Southampton, in a town in uh, uh, the south coast of England, which for a long time still had its original Yellow Games Workshop 
uh, store sign rather than Warhammer, which is quite cool. Nice. But yeah, I used to love going in there and looking at all this stuff. And, you know, obviously the big hats of the Eldar got me, but I could easily be in this weird face dreadnought. I was really sad when I went back home to, to my hometown uh, about a month and a half ago and the GW store had the Warhammer sign. Yeah, it made me sad when I saw it, yeah. Well, it wasn't just, the same. Um, Chat's coming up saying it's a collector's item. Uh, the original Dreadnought. This is an uh, original Space Marine model. Uh, I bet if GW Warhammer community even put up an article tomorrow saying it wasn't usable in 10th, we'd have at least three Reddit posts about how that was a shocking choice and how GW hates its customers. Um, but how much would you pay for a Sesame Street character in 40K? How much would Starting I with Nick is the winner. I would pay... Well, wow. wonder what it went for. $97. Why not? Just getting big. 97 Yeah, I think it's more like 30 but I'm going to get 97 And just to go in here, uh, our friend, Danny's friend Josh, saying, if I remember right, that Dreadnought is comparable in size to the new Terminator models. Yes. Awesome. Tactical Dreadnought armor. So just be aware that that actually does match fluff. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Nick, are you I saying this isn't high. a dreadnought? This is a terminator, like the I think I'm a little terminator? high. No, no, not, not I don't mean stone, I mean that your price is a little high. <laughs> I think that what I uh, what I would go with here, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with uh, $30. See, that was my gut feeling, but I was like, Do you know what? I just wanted to, be, I wanted it to be wild. You know so, what? Forty-two dollars, John. And Don, Danny, you have forty-two dollars and zero cents. Nick, you have ninety-seven dollars yeah. and how many cents? Twelve. Oh, this is very important. Eleven. <laughs> okay, perfect. Ninety-seven, eleven. And I will say, did Danny kind of make this uncatchupable, or will we have an exciting game that ends like in a like two-two and one left to decide the oh, entire God. thing? Shit, I should have fought more. All right, come on. Nick, it was $116.13. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> own it. Thanks your a lot, own. Dave. Dude. <laughs> 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 to, uh, yeah, get your own piece of Warhammer history. As you can see, yeah. it's just, yeah, figure eight with legs. Just, I, so this is my thinking on this is that um, I occasionally sell some items on uh, on eBay and I once sold a model, a Necron special limited edition figure for like $177 to someone. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was like um it was when the like the opening store miniature. And then I felt really bad because then a week after they put it on made to order on the site for like oh. Oh. <laughs> I didn't give the money back though. But yeah, and I just thought to myself, that is a lot of money people are willing to pay for this stuff. So uh hmm. Also, you feel bad. I'm also sitting right now on an original red gobbo um, in yeah. blister, like unassembled, unpainted. Uh, and that's, yeah, that goes for like 100, 120 bucks for yeah, like an old gobbo. It's a beautiful sell, boy. Yeah, I sell off old school striking scorpions every now Whenever they're good, I sell, I've got like so many, I just sell them off. So you've sold them off twice in your life, Ted. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, all uh, in one condition. <laughs> just like loads of the. <laughs> I stockpiled fighting Blade X arc and then uh, like four of them off. Now, Danny, for this last one here, before we skip to the picture, um, if I was to tell you, we're going back to the, the old world. We're going to Warhammer Fantasy. 
with what many have said is a terrible miniature. Um, could you guess for no bonus points uh, what miniature that would be? The guess. Dicky. Yeah, it's Nagash. <laughs> the original the Nagash. Yeah. Uh, Nick is kind of a new person uh, to the Warhammer Fantasy Realm. Uh, what are you seeing on screen right now with this beautiful uh, boy? Like a super glammed up Skeletor. Mm -hmm. I wow. see the bad guy from Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, like they've mashed up and they've gone out on the town. It's Yeah, I agree. Is that blood all over a sword? Uh, I think that's magical Maybe. energy. Right. It's probably blood. <laughs> yeah. I do like the fact that... Uh, so again, I've played like two games of Sigma. Um, I like the fact that if you took him in your army, it's half your army. <laughs> like in cost. What a that's wild true. game. That's amazing. He's incredibly powerful. Uh, in sure, but like one model is half your army. It's just like, you can have like four models total. Danny, it's what, like uh, taking Sigmar in your Sigmar army. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, yeah. this is for the game. I do want to say uh, original Nagash. Now I will yeah. say uh, this one is uh, cut out of its things. Uh, it it's has, just as it, is. It, it's uh, in parts, but all prime black. And it does come with the original square base. How much oh, are you paying part. for the Lord of the Undead? And just to make it fair to our guests, even though you've lived in America forever, this price is in Great British Pounds. So I will accept your answer in Great British Pounds or the approximate US value they show here. Okay. And it was sold in the UK, right? Yes. Because that changes things because there's, you know, more, there's more miniatures over there for the market. So uh, it's not so highly sought after. I think 32 pounds and 53 pence. Oh. Interesting. Uh, John, I've got to go with the old sandpie. I've got to. Uh, the, it's in this in this kind of instance where you have to really put your you know uh, your guts to the test, um, really lay it out on the line. And mm -hmm. my bid is sixty nine dollars. Yes. So okay. So <laughs> Danny's guessing. Now I have to do math. <laughs> Danny's guessing in dollars. Nick is guessing in pounds. So all right, we're gonna make this work. Dick, oh, no, hold on. Are we really close? Because that actually might be pretty close, right? Like, <laughs> no, you, you're absolutely, you're both not close whatsoever. Uh, You'll see soon. Uh, but uh, the winner at three to two with three cracks and two wrong is Danny. It is uh, 59 pounds and 99 pence. Uh, the approximate US value is 7706. Congratulations, Danny. Thank you. Uh, you know, Nick, a well-played match. Um, Thank you. You really put yourself out there, and uh, I really appreciate that about you. I do love that uh, Crip Shadow in chat let us know that $69 is £53.73 in sterling. Oh, that's nice. Oh, pound's doing a little better. Yeah, well, sadly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got no pounds anymore. <laughs> The, the best part of going home was me just paying for stuff. My parents paying like, that's so expensive. And I'm like, it's really not. Uh, <laughs> I, my parents came to visit recently and I uh, took them to an American supermarket where every minute was like, that's how much? It's how much of American groceries? And I was like, it's what it is. Yes, that loaf of bread is $7.
Can I tell you, Danny? This is really exciting. A giant package of Tasco brand custard creams, 50 pence. Who'd have believed it? In this economy, certainly not 50 me. 50 pounds for, for I, 50 I, I pence. 50 pence. Oh, 50 pence. pence. Oh, okay. okay. Dude, yeah, it's, it's insane. What is that? Is that even a real currency? Well, they're trying their best for it not to be, but that's enough for the price is redacted. Uh, next week, hopefully, we'll come back with some more whose grunts is it anyway. But as right now, let's round everything up by going around the net with this very sped up. Still, still too slow. Hackers. I like still, it. That's that's exactly where the inspiration came from. Yeah. I tripled my RAM, RAM. Um, and I, I made that bumper uh, right there. <laughs> uh, beautiful. So welcome to Around the Net, the part of the show where we dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides. And this week, uh, before we get started, we're going to quickly touch on the latest super major from our friends at FrontlineGaming.org, uh, where I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong here, Danny, but you can find everything you need for your Warhammer needs from events to, to mats to terrain to models. Man, if we actually John, put our, our promo code up, we'd make some money from that. I know. You know, you can get all of your uh, your Warhammer goodies at a discount every day of the week uh, from Frontline Gaming. Um, so go ahead and check it out. Use a promo code. Don't You don't have to use ours. Use whoever's <laughs> you want. Just use any. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Use I, signals. Oh, wait, hold on. Don't use Seth's. He doesn't. Okay. So, I was about to say absolutely not. That's what my question. Like, how do you feel about Nikki D. Williams emerging as the latest FLG celeb? He's I'm so happy with that. Yeah. He's great. Dude, <laughs> Nikki D. is is a fantastic human being who yeah, gave okay. me the best pre-concert uh, thing to do ever. He posted on his social media that his new um, thing to do his new like every, before every concert he goes to a bunch of metal concerts as he gets an ice cream beforehand and oh. i thought that was just delightful and so i will be copying that I like um that. but we start with the t- lone star open in the grand state of texas beloved by the entire warhammer community uh where uh Benjurak, uh wins uh the coveted golden ticket and also causes team usa Ooh. to be able to post 37 new posts uh on facebook Danny, you you have another question with my pronunciations of names I've never said before. I just I you said what what did you say this person's name was? Was it Jurek or Jurek? I think it's I think it's Jerk. <laughs> Jurek. Jerk. Not 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 Jurek, but Jurek. Jurek. I think it's Jurek. Jurek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he won. Uh, and a beautiful thing we see here: his wonderful Team USA slide. I had a whole bit I wanted to do on these because uh, Team USA and and Dicky. Yeah. Um, I think it's best to talk about these when we have uh, the majority foreigners on the show. Um, <laughs> but Team USA re- released all of these catalog style uh, PowerPoints uh, for their things. Uh, Danny, can you give us the lowdown on Ben Jerk? Okay. So Ben Jerk is, uh, is a player who... <laughs> He's known for his signature Gengar shirts, um, uh, as uh, as pointed out by Seth uh, in a recent social media post. Um, you know, he's a he's a classic orc player, like well known for his ability to play the shit out of orcs. Mm-hmm. Um, I played him once at an LVO a few a few years back. He was a great opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy to see him make uh, Team USA. Uh, an excellent player, a great sportsman, and a really good representative for the United States. Do you think his experience playing orcs helped him win the Lone Star Open with Eldari? Oh, yes, 
Absolutely. Because really, <laughs> what, what you're looking at here is a classic training wheel situation, John. Where you take off the training wheels, you put on, you, you, you're, you're mounted up on a real bike, and you just, you pilot, you, you drive, well, you don't drive a bike, you ride the shit out of it, right? And that's what he did with this Eldar army. Um, it's definitely not due to Wraith Knights being broken or anything like that. Um, it's definitely <laughs> due to pure pure skill from Ben. And actually, no, full disclosure, Ben is a great player, like yeah, a really yeah. good, great player and an absolute class act. So um, if you pair up across the table from him, don't be scared. Be happy. You're going to have a great game. Yeah. I mean, second is like uh, I was streaming the Circle Open last year when he won it, and he was yeah. just just a delight, just an absolute delight. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Dickie, uh, as our mole inside the Canadian WTC team, uh-huh. what's your thoughts on the, this year's American team? Oh, they're pretty good. Uh, we Moving just, on. Uh, I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I actually can't. Ironically, I can't take uh, say. And, and yeah, Danny, you're totally right. I do hate Ben. Uh, thank you, Danny. Um, I'm sure that's <laughs> you. Miss... <laughs> okay, you make fun of my pronunciations. Danny just wrote in chat. Dickie told me he hate Ben. <laughs> That's how Dickie talks. That's how I talk, though. I knew exactly what he was trying to say. That I hate. <laughs> he said, "Me hate Ben," and I'm like, "Whoa, dude. Okay, what's wrong?" And he said, "No, he play real good, better than Dickie. Dickie better, hate Ben. Better Dickie. Yeah. I, I have a question, Danny. When you played him, did he wa? Like out loud." Yeah, you do hate that. No, he didn't actually. Like a real gentleman. Wow. Um, I was proud of him. You know what? I think Ben's coming around. I think uh, maybe oh. I like him. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, got, a, go. got a good question from Chatlow from Sam. Are you saying maybe Seth Foster is just getting that initial practice in before unleashing his true potential? No. So sometimes <laughs> there's, there's training wheels, and then there's learning to just stand up on your two feet. <laughs> You know how some people ride a tricycle for their entire life because that's yeah that's just course. how it is yeah this is one of those situations. Just someone... the image of Seth on a tricycle like a child tricycle. <laughs> I cannot. As someone with a four-year-old right now who's refusing to leave his tricycle for an actual bike, I'm going to ask that we cut that reference out as well. <laughs> just. just do that. I often forget you're an actual father, John. You're always surprised. So do my children. Yeah, who could have guessed this that once? Batman had any kind of real responsibility? <laughs> right? I think many could guess I have children. Few would guess that I stuck around for the responsibility part of it. <laughs> oh, uh, the Boris Johnson of 40K. Oh, it's sad. <laughs> oh, it's the hair. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, fun times are had by all over the Lone Star Open. <laughs> Follow Frontline Gaming for all those socials for the next big event. Uh, Val shared this forever ago with me, and I only just got around to it. It says, this is an advert for an army for sale. It's advertised as Golden Demon Army, brackets, not winner, for sale. Yeah. Ultramarine Warhammer 40k. Guys, is this the greatest advertisement oh. ever? The bulls I thought they may have been the Golden Demon chapter. Yeah. No. 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 Golden Demon Army, not winner. Not winner. <laughs> Just you the caveat, though. I like that. Just... <laughs> we so we should do that. We should well. we should try and get this podcast nominated for a bunch of awards, yeah. and then we'll just be like yeah. after winning. Pod, should, uh, so here's what you can do: it's yeah. actually um, surprisingly easy to game the digital Emmys. <laughs> like um, we could probably get this entered into the digital Emmys and have a good shot at getting it nominated. Oh man, let's do that. That'd be a great yeah. bit. 
So I think we can tr like I'll speak to you off air about it. But perfect. Yeah, I love that. Okay, it. next bit's coming along. Um, what's the worst ways you guys would describe your army if you were selling it? <laughs> the worst. Oh, best. Yeah. Best. oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have do you do you have one, Nick? Uh, no, go go for it, Danny. <laughs> okay. Uh, War Machine Army for sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just put, I don't know, just like a just second edition, <laughs> second edition Screamy Killer. Beautiful. Uh, and now this is going to be the last one here before we move on to the Falcon Fiction. We had a, a very full, fun show this week. Uh, in fact, two more. Uh, so the next one here we're going to pull up here is uh, I titled this one Sexy Men. Uh, so, so pay attention, guys. Oh, uh, this was a, my attention. a post I found on Facebook. So that's from that's how I tell my army, actually. It sexy says, sexy what do men not realize makes them very attractive? And God bless you, Emily. She responded, y'all answers are weak. You should be asking what 40K army they're playing. That tells you they're a real personality. Uh, no, so starting no. with you, Danny, what pick one of your like 75 armies. Uh, but what does your army say about you? Oh, um, well, so <laughs> since my favorite army is Eldar, I think that it probably means that I'm lazy and self-absorbed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. And it works. <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> um, same, like Eldar, so I guess that means um, pretentious, but ultimately failing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skip past this next one here we already handled the updating of the range no one cares about that stuff here uh, uh going on to the picture of the wonderful post from warhammer Forty Thousand on facebook uh the thing i wanted to point out here was the comment somebody made saying fallen are not in the index nor in the legends nor in the proxy list danny are they just garbage to you <laughs> um are we just garbage for you? I yeah. think they're saying, are the Fallen just garbage? Fallen don't exist anymore. Sorry, Dan, oh. Danny answered the question. Yeah, okay. That's true. Fallen don't exist anymore, John. No. They don't go mm -hmm. anymore, right? No, nope. that really? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, hold on a minute. I, I think that they still them. exist. Like, there are Fallen that are not joined with the Lion. Right, yeah. but I feel in-game, like, in our simplified, not simple 40k, uh, yeah. Chaos Fallen are just Chaos Legionaries. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I believe that is correct, yes. And Fallen, uh, classical Fallen are now, and guys, hold on to your hats, they're Risen. That's which right. was the only thing I didn't super, really super like about Sons of the Forest, which is a phenomenal book you should definitely read. Um, Whoa! Look at this hot take by Kim. That's because Fallen were always stupid and existed only to cause problems for Chaos and Dark Angels players. Do you guys feel, based off of Kim's quote here, did you guys feel the the I collect Dark Angels? Oh, so you're a Chaos player? Ho ho ho! Would have died a long time ago if Fallen weren't an option. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that I don't like those jokes. <laughs> Just kidding. I hate those jokes. They're stupid. They're pretty good. Uh, we're going to jump in uh, to the first of the listener questions. We're going to go through like two or three of these. And then I promise, I promise we're out. 
but the first no, one here. Keep it going. Eight hours. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Monetize this. Let's keep going. Exactly. Uh, Charity. This is for Dicky here. What <laughs> tier do we need to get for Dicky to be on camera? Oh, but in a shadowy room, like he's in one of those protective witnesses <laughs> from 60 Minutes in the 90s. Or um, the RA leader. Sorry, the Shin, Jerry Adams from the Sinn Fein. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got himself a little beard. Yeah. He's halfway there. Dicky, what tier I mean, do you need to be on? I don't think it would take much. Well, don't we have what we have only have two tiers for YouTube? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, oh. the, I guess the, the tier that no one sees, so I don't have to put my face on camera so I can hit the buttons and not worry about what I look like when I hit those buttons. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Danny, uh, Bits asking, How do I get John to stop watching me sleep? So, the key is to change your locks often. That's what I found. Uh, also, if you close your windows at night, it makes it harder for him to break into your house to do that. That's just my personal experience. I can't speak to any, like, I, I don't know what your living situation is, but maybe I could suggest some bars um, on your windows uh, and uh, like a drop bar on your door. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, uh, you we're going to watch Danny sleep, right, John? imagine that at some point in your life i feel i have not not <laughs> yeah. on purpose but by the fact we've shared hotel rooms yeah i've definitely seen me asleep before i think yeah, yeah. Well, for, sure, for sure I it's semantics right you've watched you say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, next slide slide 26 let's, let's go past that he has a promising career uh nick this is this one for you here if you had to compare grim after dark to any movie franchise which would it be ignore the second part because if it's a dceu then we're screwed and danny has some a bunch of people locked up in a cult in his basement <laughs> it is not the dceu um i would say it would be the minions franchise uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's meant sense. to be wildly popular but really it's just a niche audience that enjoys it uh Plenty of memes come out of it. Fair. Yeah. I think it's Fast and the Furious, John. And well, we are out. very about family here. Right. Like the we're, about, Garden. we're all about family. Like yeah. it's not, and we're not Olive Garden, so that's out. Dude, but when um, you're here, you're family. <laughs> that's not true because we've had guests on that I've called a bitch before or stupid, yeah. and they didn't. They sure didn't feel like family. It is okay, but like isn't the the sheer concept of the Fast and the Furious that your enemies one yeah. movie? Or podcast episode, and then yeah. family the next. So yeah. by you calling Hellstar Mikey a bitch one episode, then forgetting about it for a month and a half until we have him on, for and like then he joins the family. Longer. Yeah, yeah. get him back up. And I love Mikey. Yeah, um, Mikey's great. But He's awesome. the other thing we do is nominally we're supposed to be about you know Fast and Furious is about street racing, and we're nominally about forty k, but really we're so much more. Yeah, okay. yeah. At the start we were really about forty k, but it gets away from it super quick. <laughs> After yeah. this episode, you're gonna have to get in this on now, aren't you? <laughs> the patriarch of oh, no, I, <laughs> uh, I miss uh, his uh, little segment he used to do for Mob Rules. That was good. Yeah, yeah it was. They had good segment actually. It was really good. Nice yeah. I found some really cool play <laughs> with Eldar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Thanks, Ennis. Uh franchise the Grim after dark would be i feel we would be star wars because we're like you know we started little we grew we kept ourselves independent you know all that other stuff but we would sell out in a second and ruin everything we did uh for money uh so then very similar to the trajectory of star wars but you sold out once to flg and then you now you're in there again so that's true that's true i mean um, you got a few 
Why are you going to point that out? Ruin my joke. <laughs> I just, I'm just want to know who who's next to like sell out to. Like if you that's could. fair. Yeah, who's next? Uh, we are an open book, and it won't reduce the quality of the show because there's no quality to begin with. Yeah. Um, We're going to win an Emmy. Yeah. Good. That's the new goal. Uh, Dumb voting <laughs> people says you'd have to go crazy and off the rails before selling out. And on to that. We're going to move on to our uh, fan fiction bingo. Many of you know I've been using uh, AI voice and AI generated uh, AI generated speech or text to to figure out uh, fan fiction. After all of the fan fiction I could find with Warhammer and the Internet was actually uh, extremely pornographic uh, and would demonetize us within three seconds. Uh, so I found this bingo card online. Uh, which has a whole bunch of different suggestions for the the things that can happen or things you can do. Things like uh, like last week we found out that it was going to be Horus not being the War Master. Abaddon still hates Horus. Sanguinius falls. Uh, I said to anyone about corn, but chat uh, AI isn't great. It still made him fall to corn because that's the only one that makes sense. And then Blood Angels falling to the Red Thirst, and we got an amazing uh, little minute long fan fiction out of it. But this week we expanded it even further. Uh, and if you go to the next slide here, Dickie, uh, we have uh, a team swap is an added option. Luther kills the lion this week. And no. we also added in an extra ocean-themed legion. And on top of that, in our Grim Chord, we had a member who had a, such a great uh, suggestion we, that we added that in too. Our bonus member pick was a legion swears pacifism, uh, which is very yes. on brand with Space Marines. So before we start with this... What's that? Didn't the word bearers try and do that? Yeah, uh, I think until the emperor murdered them, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh... <laughs> uh, well, this, like, let's just listen uh, to this beautiful, beautiful piece of fan fiction read by an AI of a random voice I found on the internet. <laughs> let's listen to a beautiful AI voice I randomly found on the internet. Angron is named Warmaster instead of Horus and masterfully coordinates the traitor legions. Horus broodingly joins his rebellion. Sanguinius and the Blood Angels fall to the Red Thirst, slaughtering loyalists before swearing pacifism. Luther kills the lion after swaying the Dark Angels to chaos. The Oceanic Leviathans also join the traitors. With Angron's strategic leadership, the traitors lay waste to great swathes of the Imperium. Robut Gilliman is named Loyalist Warmaster, but struggles against Angron's tactics. In a final battle on Terra, Sanguinius is slain defending the Emperor. Though Gilliman kills Angron, the damage is done. The traitors achieve victory and exile Gilliman and the remaining Loyalists. Angron reforms the Imperium in Chaos Image, twisting the Imperial truth into worship of the Dark Gods. The pacifist Blood Angels retreat to Baal, tending to their guilt over the Red Thirst atrocities. Wow. Guys, what are your, what are your takes Moved. on our... Just Moved. Who, whose voice was that? That was just a random, uh, definitely someone who gave permissions voice uh, that read that out. Good. Yeah, is that is that Cavill? Dude, it's super, man. Uh, I loved the, the the theme of that voice there. Yeah, just perfect. You know, it's bewitching. It's bewitching. Yes, uh, bewitchering. Bewitchering. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite part of this is is now, and this is probably the problem with AI in general and entertainment is when I plug in, um, I plug in all these prompts and it, like spit something out. And the problem is a lot of people don't do second drafts to AI. So I'm like, no, no, 
don't do this, do this. It's like, oh, okay. And it does that. So this is about the fourth iteration uh, before I got to something that was comical and good. Uh, my favorite thing was that Gulliman couldn't beat Angron's tactical genius. <laughs> um, I mean, it's true. It's true. That was a high point. Also, the Gulliman is exiled uh, by a very uh, nice Angron who didn't just murder them uh, where they stood. Uh, Danny, where does the story go? Um, I mean, so Gulliman being banished to the Eye of Terror in the Maelstrom is probably going to have some interesting effects. Uh, I wonder if they're allowed to take the Emperor's body. Is the Emperor dead in this? I don't even... Did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to say the notes away. Like, well, I'll ask Judge. He's be next week. Yeah, has he think... been mentioned, the Emperor, yeah. He yeah. hasn't even been mentioned, yeah. <laughs> Mention... The emperor <laughs> do you think the emperor can kill this uh war master angron i feel like probably i know he's a tactical genius he's a tactical genius though that's true that's gonna be a problem <laughs> i'd oh. like some um i'd like some humans in it that'd be nice like the remembrances or whatever they're called humans oh journalists they kill angron actually is what yeah boredom they kill him with boredom yeah with bad press, yeah, they just they go to that bit they always drink in in the first book for ages, they and that's all they, they do. Yeah. Ingron gets cancelled. <laughs> oh. Here we go. So I have <laughs> for next week. Maybe describes um, certain people in a certain term you shouldn't use, Danny. Maybe that's why Ingron get cancelled. <laughs> so we have right here. <laughs> so no, you said Danny again, uh, but we have. Uh, so adding in next week, uh, just a guest suggestions. We're gonna have to mention the emperor. Humans dash ad journalists. And then I added my own thing here. Add studio executives who feel the budget is too large and the story needs to be scaled back. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Dude, I'm in love with fan fiction. <laughs> um, how long if we try to release this for people to get people to like to pay it? Will uh, GW give us a cease and desist? I feel, I mean, instead of calling him Angron, just call him like <laughs> Andy, Ron. yeah, Ron, Just Ron, yeah, yeah. Instead of Red like Horace, be like Hank, mm -hmm. and yeah. instead of like the th the thirty first millennium, it'll be like the forty is millennium. Here you, go. Here you go, Nick. It's, it's just an episode of Biker Grove. <sighs> you know what bit I was about to do there? I can't even <laughs> just uh, the classic uh, Ant and Dex scene. I can't see. Uh, <laughs> That's a reference which will hit exactly four people, uh, which is the kind I love the most. <laughs> uh, I like um, it. Um, so going off the chat, though, which which Primark would get cancelled first? Um, that's a great question. Oh, yeah. man. Because the obvious answer would be Fulgrim. But I feel, Ross, Ross I feel cancer. he's cult leadery, so no one would really report him. So it's like an axiom yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Horace wouldn't get caught. He doesn't do anything super bad. Magnus, I think Dorn. Dorn. He's a Dorn, terrible yeah. boss. Yeah. HR. Would All right. Be up so his here's butt. why. I okay. feel like Dorn has real hard libertarian vibes. And so he would say <laughs> taxation is theft and like don't break up my But he wants to build walls. And they would, and they would <laughs> what? And he's got a don't he tread on wants to build them. He doesn't want the government to have to pay for them. 
Exactly. Yeah. I really. No, he does, but he doesn't want to contribute to it. He wants Horace <laughs> to pay for those walls, and he's going to make Horace exactly. pay for those walls. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and he hates, he hates immigrants. So yeah, I think it's. Uh, that's true. Dude. Lots of come on. <laughs> Lots of interesting uh, demonetizing comments in chat, guys. If you are listening to this podcast or watching this after the fact, join us live uh, every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern and oh, follow wow. the degeneracy yourself. Uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, uh, we're not reading those. We're, we're not. Great job. We're very proud of that. They're very funny, uh, but we're not. Uh, if you like the show, you can definitely support us, become a member of the channel. There's very few benefits, but you can join a Discord because everyone has that now. Uh, and also get access to the full live show. Um, sans edits at 24-7. Um, thank you, everyone. Joining us here in Grim After Dark, especially you, Nick. Thank you for taking time away to come talk to us again. Pleasure as always. Thank you. Yeah, Nick. It was great. Thanks, Nick. I Danny. look forward to seeing you again in real life at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully sometime yeah, soon here. Okay. Uh, Danny, I hope to see Barbie with you again soon. And, and chat, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. Barbie, go, go do it. Uh, do don't listen to Ben Shapiro. Uh, he had to sit on a phone book to watch it. All right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of our socials and uh, ways to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. We're going to be back next Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Val has returned. Uh, and actually, before we do, Dickies, skip to forward the, to the next slide because this is very specific. You should be excited for Val because this week on Twitter, he posted this uh, this little meme that says, I don't care about 40K. Uh, so if that doesn't excite you for Val's heroic oh, return yeah, to the yeah. grim dark, uh, and he did use a lot of hashtags. I think he's in his late 30s from that. Yeah, he he rang me on the other weekend. And then the next day, he sent me a message being like, was that a phone call today or yesterday? <laughs> so, he doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> so, uh, tentatively, he should be back next week. Actually, it might just be the boys again. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, remember, when your life feels like a never-ending siege, uh, libertarian style, and things can't get any worse... Join us here and remember that there's always grim after dark. Now, Dickie, hit the rap song. It's time to step into the grim darkness. When nerds gather talking Warhammer madness. Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts. John, Danny, and Val, but they're not the most. Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade. Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd. Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk, but I'm here to expose. It's all just squawk. Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see. Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree. But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game. In the real world, homie. We are not the same, so put down the dice, step out of the dog. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim after dog, the nerd's playground, talking Warhammer this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys. Stupid-ass toys, I want to grab them, put my hands around the neck. Squeeze, squeeze, Warhammer, squeeze, until they can't breathe or breathe again. <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.